I'm all right. I've got my tea. I'm all right, Peggy. Yeah, she's a little bit late starting today, weren't you? I had to call you a few times. <laughs> oh, I've been I've been up and down. Me and Steve's doing some bits in the air. So curtains came down a couple of nights ago. Don't ask. Oh and um, curtains came down, cracking the sink. So we was down um, down home base this morning, getting all the stuff, shoving it in a car, going up and down the stairs. Um, and I'll just lay on the bed, put a bit of the crayon on, and um, I was out cold. I woke up to Carol calling me. Oh, yeah, well. so she might be a little bit groggy, but got I'll lots of nice, best. lots of nice things for you this week. Yeah, so I think we're gonna year. gonna kick off with a new item, King of. So we're gonna give you what we think is our King of, whatever that happens to be. It'll uh, cheer me of, up. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of discussion about um, Cheryl's latest. Uh, new fad of veganism mm. and then the third part of lady sovereign dilly dally which is called indecent proposals plus a bit more music and some more questions from the voice box so let's kick it off shall we so the king of crisps <gasps> is what we're talking about this week we're both we're both experts on crisps i love crisps and um, oh, yeah. yeah although yeah. you try not to eat them as much now and you know keep trim obviously when you was a That's kid right. yeah. you, you oh, loved them i could get through a whole six pack well forget six more like about 12 or 24 yeah in one yeah. sitting yeah um for me we've got quite different views on crisps which may surprise you or may not surprise you um it, mm. for me it doesn't take long to reach the conclusion of what the king of crisps are for me it's more like which one do i slot into first but it's kind of like tetris but of crisps for me um so i think i'll go yeah um, you go first i'm actually sweating a bit about this um bit dewy between my breasts for me, the King of Crisps is Walker's Flame Grilled Steak McCoy's. No, oh, McCoy's Flame Grilled Steak. Walker's don't make them. Yeah, it's em. not Walker's, is it? <laughs> <laughs> McCoy's. <Yes. laughs> yep. McCoy's. Um, I love McCoy's Flame Grilled Steak. They are, if you're feeling really wild, you can lick the flavour off down the ridges with your tongue and it almost burns your tongue if you do it too long. Um, mm. If you eat six of them in one sitting, if you get a six pack of those and you eat them all, your mouth is burning. And I'll tell you, the flavour of them, I'll get into bed some evenings and Steve says he can smell it on me, the flavour, the beef flavour. Oh, you know when you're chopping yeah. garlic? No, well, this is it. Uh, Mike likes those and, oh, my goodness, it's like days, weeks even, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's because I like them so so much, it's kind of... I'd say it's just a smell that people have kind of associated with me, you know, on a yeah, night. Yeah, it's always yeah. underlying, I have to say. You're right. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, on a, you know, on a night out, it's very much people will smell me, you know, in in my in my poison and um, in my poison and, and McCoy's. <laughs> um Honourable mention, I have to say, um, as a number. Sometimes I do like Joe Van Musk, actually. I like Joe Van Musk and I like an impulse, true love. Well, you know what? That'll be another one for us, I think. Oh, King God. of perfumes. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, Honourable mention, Walker's Cheese and Onion, or actually an own brand cheese and onion. I it's do It's a bit like. of a classic. I'm with you there. But for me, it's the aftertaste again. I just... I can't be doing with an aftertaste with a crisp, um, which, well, brings me round to mine. Um, I think probably since I was young, it's got to be Walker's salt and vinegar. Um, preferably as sour as you can possibly get. I actually like it when I'm slightly sweating, you know, with the sourness. And it's crunchy, crisp, you know, nice light in colour. Um, I've tried all the different 
run the gambit of salt and vinegar with yeah. different crisp types. Um, I've tried the Magos and they're just a little bit too sharp. Cuts your mouth a bit. What about a pr- salt and vinegar Pringle? Because they are sharp. If you say nothing Do you else. know, I have to say I had literally third degree burns in my mouth after I had a tube. So I had to kind of lay off those. Um, and let's just say it wasn't pleasant on the way out either. Christ on a bike. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's all this talk of being able to poo in a tube, isn't there? I think when you go camping, well, let's, let's just say I didn't make it to the bathroom on that occasion. So, you know, once you pop, you can't stop. I hadn't heard that. No, well, I suppose it's just coming out now, isn't it? I should have, shouldn't have told you because that's probably quite private, but I think it was just I was getting carried away with the subject. Yeah, it only happened once, but yeah, I decided that I had to. I had to give those a miss from then on in. Just stick I, with Milwaukee's. So on, on, I feel like you're. I feel like you're avoiding the question, Carol. Did you poo in a Pringles tube? Um. Yes, I did. Okay, okay. so we'll move on. What I wanted to say is, viewers, viewers. I mean, listeners. <laughs> um, I did on many occasions do the Walker's Crisp Challenge of requesting a flavour. And of course, I don't think I need to tell you what it was. Cheryl? Carbonara, of course. Yeah. Carbonara. I was going to say, it begins with a C and ends with an S. <laughs> Oh, an A, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, a, a. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's never happened. I'm not giving up. Is that because... Do us a flavour. Do us a flavour campaign. That's it, mm. yeah. You know, and I've been to France and they quite like a cheesy hammy crisp. So, you know, I think it's not out of the question. It's always weird things they go for, isn't it? Like sprouts and then like fish and chips or I don't know. But oh, I like I love the um, English breakfast ones. Oh, they're gorgeous. Oh, okay. You, well, that might can... be approaching the carbonara then. Yeah, eggy. You can get, you can taste the toast in them. And I like actually foreign crisps like you go to Spain, that um, Sabor Hamon. Oh, I love them. Hamon, Hamon, Hamon. Like they're called Lays over there, aren't they? Like in other places, yeah, yeah, it's the kind of partnership with walkers or whatever, which I find funny because for me, it's like you know, I don't know why they're not sticking a condom on the front of them, and they're just basically encouraging people to have sex, isn't they? With a name like that, you know, get get laid. Them over there, they don't need encouraging, do they? (laughs) They probably they probably got condoms coming out their ears, literally, you know, yeah, possibly made out of old. Skins from a chorizo or something. <laughs> I was gonna just you know, before like we move on, because um, yeah. obviously I respect gonna, your. Gonna have a little crisp while you talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and are they salt and vinegar? Yep. Mm, yeah, yeah. She, she had to check because she's sometimes she might gets these ones that are being tested and they're unbranded. That's so, right. They come in yeah. a white packet. So yeah. she don't she don't know till she starts chomping down on them. But I was just going to say I was sort of expecting you to say something like a kettle chip or a Burt's because you're quite sophisticated. Personally, no way. I, I, I find that they they cut my mouth to ribbons. It's like eating shards of glass. It's like blondie. Exactly. You know, Blondie's Art of Glass. They should have done it so crisps a glass. That song. I'm totally with you there. Yeah. Hard as nails and, and sharp as glass. Actually, we might cover that. That's an <laughs> idea. Heart of crisps. Yeah, crisps a glass, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so, yeah. So let's, why don't we move on? Cheryl, tell us about being a vegan i mean i have to say i was gobsmacked at the news i never thought i'd see the day so you know <laughs> I, how's that been going <laughs> well i think nobody ever expected me of all people to be vegan um i've always loved meat i grew up eating a lot of mince mince is like Mince culturally is very important in my family. 
um, in my culture. Um, Your mum used to like to do make the mints from scratch too, didn't yes. she? Yeah, we've um, she she'd go out. She was a bit like um, what's his name, Hugh Only Whittenstall, that girl, and um, get roadkill. And essentially, we'd pluck it, strip it, put it through. We've got a big meat grinder in the kitchen. Um, it's actually attached. Um, it's an electric one, but when I was little, it was it's quite large, isn't it? Yes. Oh, it's, yeah, it's big. You know, you can, it's big. <laughs> it has to be the amount, the you know, the amount of mints we used to get through. You can fit a dog through it, and we have. You know, I mean, waste not, want not. You're essentially bringing the spirit of the animal alive in yourself when you're eating it. So there was a very spiritual aspect to mints. Um, sometimes my mum's dabbled with different religions. Sometimes we would use mints in a ceremonial setting. You know, for example, one of my mum's mates, um, more often than not, wonky Stan, he'd come round, lie in the living room, and we would pack mints onto his um, naked body. And oh, right, we... like I'm encasing him in it. Yes, essentially, we you know we'd start with the with the you know reproductive organs simply because that was you know it's I don't need to tell you how symbolic you know the phallus is you know you're exactly, the you're yeah, the author yeah. of Dilly Dally I mean you know all that um, yeah, yeah. you know so we begin by encasing the um, wonky Stan's penis in mints and you really have to pack it down with your hands as you can imagine I imagine it's quite small as well <laughs> yes well it's quite small but very hard and um, very well livid basically um and you know despite the fact it's quite enjoying what's happening to it it's putting up quite a good act of seeming very angry um and he'd quite often he'd come off in our hands as we were doing this um and to make the mints kind of adhere, um, mum would, um, she would put um, cheese through with the mincer. So she'd get some blocks of cheese. And then as we were cooking it, as, as it was cooling, it kind of the cheese and the mince reached like critical mass uh, to, to the point where it would stick to a person. So, so it's literally like a vegan's worst nightmare then, really. Oh yeah, completely. And then we would, you know, he would then be baked um, and the mince would set. And then a couple of days later, we'd chip him out of it and it'd be right as rain. Um, and then we did sort of like mince. a re rebirthing. Well, yeah, and the, well, the idea was that his spirituality and his sins would come out in the mints, and we would then eat the mints, eat the sins, and then, long story right, short, yeah. we had another ceremony with the with the with the comings and doings the next day after the toilet. It, it, it wouldn't be flushed away; it'd be retrieved. Um, and we would do a similar thing um, with with, oh with that, which I won't go into. Cheryl, yes, I think we should probably move back to the, yeah. the healthier option, which yes. is what so, you're doing now. Um, <laughs> basically, I wanted to lose a bit of weight because I was doing putting some TikToks up, and um, I got some very nasty comments, which weren't wow. very body, you know, body positive. I thought everyone would be lauding me for being. There's thick. some very nasty people, trolls in it, you know. I've been called thick all my life, and I thought that being thick was a good thing, but apparently not. So, you know, these comments, they do get to me. I'm very proud of my curves, but it gets to me. And I just, you know, I watched this documentary um, about, like, animals and stuff, and I just got really upset about it. So I started going, just going vegan. Um, me mum didn't know what to say. <laughs> She, was... she really understood what no. it was although no. i have to ask cheryl do you really know what it means i think i do know what it is thanks carol i went in greg's said um have you got any vegan sausage rolls they gave me a sausage roll and i thought while i'm at it i'll have a steak bake um because that will cancel it out and then I went next door to M&S. Um, well, I stumbled a little bit in M&S because I got some um, of those. I always look for the yellow sticker on M&S and I got some of those um, lamb kofters because I forgot. Um, so I thought, oh, God, what am I going to do? So I bought a punnet of grapes. And so I started having a grape with a kofter and a grape with a kofter. I was just sat on the uh, on the car park wall outside. Um, and that was cancelling that out. And so I thought, well, I think I can do this. So what I've been doing, I've been having, um, it's not helped with the weight loss, but I've been doubling up. So I'm having a meal of my veggies and my fruit, and then I'm having my meat meal. So I've been having me plate of mints and I'm measuring it so it's the same weight, right? 
So I've been having me um, my normal meal and then my vegan meal. Um, and sometimes when I'm pushed for time, I've been dumping it all in the same bowl. So, uh, for example, um, the other day I made some juicy chicken and in the stuffing I um, mm. I, I did sprouts and cheese. But then Carol stepped in and um, tried to, well, she's basically said cheesy chicken ain't vegan and I should stop doing it. And that's where, for me. Um, Cheryl, yeah, I think I think you should call it quits, really. Well, I mean, I, it's I have. literally you can't eat meat, dairy or eggs well, which, at all. Well, which is, this is what she said. Doesn't matter about cancelling it out. Well, this is what she said. Um, and I, but you didn't... well, I thought, like, okay, well, I'm not, this is ridiculous. What can I eat? This is ridiculous. How can I not eat meat? How can I not eat, uh, you know, it's, what about, you know, what am I going to do without some eggs? You know, what am I going to do about chewing gum? You know, so I thought, well, this is ridiculous. I don't know how people do it. And some of the stuff, like this weird, worried, grey, pretend mints, I'm not eating that. It's disgusting and it's bloody expensive. The thing I think that um, a lot of people I know, like um, my uh, my son Dean, he tried it for a bit, actually. And um, he got something called Satan. <laughs> like, are you sure about that? Are you sure it's called that? I think that sounds a bit like... Well, this go. <laughs> um, well, this go. This tells you that it ain't right. But, you then. know, that's what he said. Satan. This. Well, that. Well, even more exactly, reason. Exactly. Yeah. Evil people pushing this on us, right? And that's why I thought for me, it's it's a line in the sky. If I can't have cheesy chicken, I don't want. It. It's not. I don't want to know about it. You know. I'm. Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe you should just give it another go, though. You know. I thought you had some quite good ideas, didn't you? I thought you said some. Something to me about lettuce. Was it you were going to do something with lettuce? Well, I did lettuce on toast for a few days. Um, that's when up. That's before I started combining my meats, thinking I could. I see. Yeah, uh, I was doing lettuce on toast, and that was nice. Um, just get an edge of lettuce. <clears throat> it's quite fun actually. You just get an edge of lettuce, right? And I, I like an iceberg. I know you buy that that like Romanian Romanian lettuce and all that stuff. I can't stand it. It's like eating cotton wool. Um, so I like a nice crisp lettuce. So I got an edge of lettuce, and it's quite good actually, because you put it in the blender, right? And then you try and <laughs> you mix it with a bit of mayonnaise, and then you try and mould that in between two slices of bread, and you end up making like this big bread ball <laughs> around your lettuce, and then you try and eat that, and it's going everywhere. But it's so much fun, and I was I was eating them for the first for the first few days. So you just put yourself off by having too much of the same. Well, it makes you very gassy as well, lettuce. And I'm not talking about farts. I'm well, I'm talking fanny farts. I had a lot. Oh, okay. well, I had a, I had a lot of gas coming um, through my womb, and I suspect that one of my um, one of my kidneys in my womb might have turned into a Brussels sprout from all the lettuce. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Well, yeah, it's probably better off um, better off stopping with that. Well, then. I have stopped. So, um, well, yeah, but that sort of. Brings us on to the first tune of the day, I think, doesn't which, it, this week? We've got yes. a little ditty. Yeah, we've got Just Eat, um, which is a song off um, off our album Sex Tech. And um, it's about, like, takeaways. Because I don't know about you, but Carol and I are nothing better. Especially on it. well, for me and Steve, it's pretty much every night's a takeaway other than Sunday. But for most normal people, <laughs> a Friday night, you get on the app, don't you? I mean, it's Just Eat or Uber or what's the other one, Deliveroo. Um, and you, you get your takeaway. And that feeling when you see the little icon with the driver coming. You know what I'm doing? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm angling for a sponsorship here, it's aren't I? Your... <laughs> your order's on its way I'm desperately trying to get them to listen and sponsor our podcast imagine free takeaways oh it, well that would be your ultimate fantasy I think if anyone's <laughs> listening at Uber, Deliveroo or Just Eat we absolutely will do anything just sponsor us anyway maybe maybe you can even use our track you know 
think about that i know the one with snoop dogs not going to last forever is no. it no well our track is all about takeaways and delivery boys and it would be great um if at some point we could do it as a single with a video after lockdown um i've got some great ideas for it i mean carol you are into sploshing it's it's a big world indeed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we could do something along those lines so here it is enjoy get your chops around this lovely enjoyed remembering uh remembering that track that was quite a joy to make so you know in the studio um, yeah we had we had a lot of fizzy drinks we had a lot of takeaways yeah, too didn't we great, great. <laughs> so um and then yeah next we've got um dilly for you it's the next installment in decent proposals you know this week things are getting very dark and erotic of course there's a witch a crow a sex book and a trebuchet. <laughs> Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally, Chapter 3, Indecent Proposals. The next day arrived and Dilly awoke inside a bush. She at once began picking branches from her wig and rushed inside to take a bath. Why, Tippy, I swear down that I do not recall what happened to me last evening, but I know it was wonderful. Oh, madam, it was quite the event, and I think you are not the only one to forget yourself. Lady Beltwork just made haste to the scullery to clear her bowels with the coal man's bellows. 
Tippy said as she sponged Dilly's back. Dilly was alarmed at this, but resolved to write George a thank you note for giving her such a pleasurable evening. Suddenly, Dilly saw a mist descend and felt dizzy. Flashes of last night's ordeal were presented to her. Madam, are you there? You seem to blank out for a minute, Tippy said. Oh yes, I'm sorry, Tippy. I think now it's becoming clear. Dilly dressed herself and took a walk down to the paddock to take a ride on her white mare cum twitch. As she galloped in circles, she became more and more aroused. The jigging of the horse on her mimsy nearly brought her off. And she realised, just as a live cockerel landed in front of her horse, that it was Farsi that had had his way with her, not George. Another cock landed and she halted Cumtwitch. She saw figures emerging from the coppice. It was Father, followed closely behind by Farsi. Why, Father, what on earth goes on here? Dilly cried. Well, my dear, we are getting our practice in before the great chicken rally of Bellendine. Farsi here has agreed to lay one on for us. Dilly could not believe her ears. This dastardly man was to make yet another road towards taking her freedom by charming her father with his most favourite of pastimes. Hello, Dilly. Why, you look a tad pale. Maybe you should retire to your boudoir and I shall come and read you a bedtime story. Farsi sneered. Oh, really, Farsi, you are disgraceful. I will retire, but I think it best if you go home. Dilly knew she could never let on to her father or mother about what had taken place at the masquerade. She would never be believed. Later that day, she decided it would be best to visit George at Willycroft and called Dobbins to fetch Coggins, the coach boy, to take her over. They took off down the lane and Dilly thought to herself, I will make good with George. He is by far the best choice for me and a decent gentleman. A gunshot rang out and the carriage ground to a halt. Dilly heard a loud and defiant man's voice cry, Stand and deliver, your cunny or your life! Her heart began to flutter like a hummingbird. Why, what had she done to deserve this? She peered from the window and saw a masked man with a blunderbuss. You out and come over to me, he said. Oh, please, sir, do not harm me. She stepped out and winced as her espadrille was covered with mud. His henchman pulled her by a wig and tied her to a tree. The highwayman, Dirk Turnip, grabbed hold of the coach boy. Why, what do we have here? Such a young and ripe little thing, aren't we? He grabbed hold of Coggins from behind by his nostrils, executing the old two-finger nose pull. And had his way while Dirk's sidekick whipped Dilly's bare back with his horse whip. <laughs> at once, Dilly felt again like she was back at the masquerade ball. The heady air of sex and BDSM made her once again rampant. She tore the whip from the dirty companion's hand and started to beat him wildly. <laughs> then she took after Dirk and ramrodded him with her whip. No evil fiend shall take advantage of us, she bellowed, and took the blunderbuss from the startled turnip. Get into that pile of dung, the pair of you, she shouted. The two men, quite taken by the ferocity of Dilly, obliged her. She picked up Coggins and climbed aboard the carriage. They rode away at great speed and she made for Half Moon Magdalene, the local witch. She will know what to do, said Dilly. <laughs> Magdalene's hut was a collection of twigs and old man's beard that to the naked eye could not be seen. Dilly knew its location as she'd been brought there as a child by Tippy when she'd cut a leg. Magdalene appeared from the hut, her grey hair flowing. She somehow seemed not to have aged, but had very knobbly knees. Child, I know of your ordeal. My crow, Mr. Tuppany Wentz, showed me through his telepathy. He has also brought me a lock of hair from your wig. I shall apply willow bark and rabbit droppings to your back, and I will apply a hot compress to poor Coggins's back passage. 
after a while they felt able to continue and return to Bellandine. I shall make good with George. I shall, she said, but just not today. On her return, she saw a ginormous catapult being erected on the lawn. Must be for father's event, she sighed. Her mother, Lady Beltwork, was in the study with a great friend of hers, Lady Maple Volvara, someone that Dilly had always felt wary of. Dilly, do say hello to Lady Maple. She has come to visit with us. Hello, Dilly, my dear. I've come to coach you on the ways of womanhood. As your mother assured me, there has been some debate over your willingness to be married. Oh, yes, well, I'm open to the idea, but I do not wish to be rushed, Dilly said. I shall leave you two alone. I'm to meet with Mr. Farsi, who's going to show me how to work the trebuchet, Lady Beltwork said as she departed. How strange, thought Dilly. Farsi appears to be getting far too close to mother and father. Lady Maple Vulvara seated Dilly by the fire and opened a very small book she had taken from her purse. Her breasts heaved and Dilly noticed a heart drawn on her cleavage was undulating. This, Dilly, is the Kumdram Sutra and it has all the sexual positions you could possibly imagine. My husband brought it back from the Far East and gave it to me on our anniversary. I am an expert in this manner, so I have no further use for it, so I felt better to make it yours. You are to be a woman, and this is a woman's duty to her husband, or to whom she is betrothed. Farsi tells me you are no longer a maid, and that you clearly have a penchant for BDSM. <laughs> Diddy felt hot and shrank back on the chaise longe. <sighs> Why, what can you mean? She realised at once that Fulvara knew exactly what had happened, not just last night, but earlier today on the Buckwamp Way. I know full well, my dear, yes, I do. It was not Turnip you encountered, but Farsi and his manservant Butters. They informed me that you were wicked and violated them. I have great plans for Bellandine, and they do not involve you and your nouveau riche family. Think yourself lucky that Farsi wishes to have you as his wife. Dilly could not believe her ears. This was a conspiracy. And if he cannot have you, he will have your mother and leave your father destitute. Either way, Bellandine will be his, and I shall be the mistress of his estate. We were married in the Church of Satan, and that is a bond that will never be broken. Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally. Church of Satan. Never had a car. Yep, see, there you go. It's confirmed it all, hasn't it? And that, is that is that the same church as the uh, the, the vegan meat? Give me bravery. Uh, I think it probably is, to be honest. I think, to be honest, there is not a lot of difference between vegans and Satan worship. <laughs> it, they seem to go together, I think. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, what did you think, Cheryl, this week? I was... The, the, <sighs> There's an underlying element of menace to this story, and I can't shake it. I'm in the shower. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm lathering up with my imperial leather cloud, um, and my hands are wondering. And I almost feel like Farsi's in there with me, you know, like oh, yeah. I imagine he's got quite long, muscular fingers, and. Um, does he keep his nails well groomed or, you know, what can... What... I don't think no. so, no. I'm afraid not, no. He's not the kind of man that would be considerate, is he, let's no, face he wouldn't. it. No, he would But you know what? That's probably no. why my mind thinks about... I don't think about George Willycroft. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not thinking about him in the shower. It's well, bloody fast. this is it, you know. Us ladies, you know, sometimes we do like a bit of a bad boy. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I... I'm sorry to anyone else like Cheryl who's had those feelings, you know, about him sort of coming into their dreams and so on, because um, 
I think, you know, I did invoke the spirit, like I said last week, um, and it is a bit like Hellraiser, Frank, I think he's called in it. Um, yeah, um, and that means that there's a presence about just speaking his name, you know. Oh, don't so... you're frightening me, Carol, because sometimes I'm just in the... When I was doing my lettuce sandwiches, I was just chopping away going, Father, Father. And I, well, now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. At the time, I didn't even know I was doing it. Yeah, we might have to... Maybe we'll have to finish him off soon. I don't know, well, but it, it could be out of my control. Well, now... That's <laughs> all I can say. Now there's a witch involved. I mean, is she a white witch? Is she a black witch? I mean... She's a white right. witch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, she's um, she's on her side, and I think we'll see more of that. Definitely. Oh, okay. Well, for, we're very spiritual, as we said, and that's something we will, you know, if not in Dilly, we will develop. Um, we did touch on it in our first podcast. We are actually um, we're managed by a ghost, um, the spirit of our old manager, um, Sheila Leslie Body. And uh, Carol does all of our business decisions and she communicates with her on a Ouija board. Just wondering if, you know, if, if this could perhaps become a, a, a regular corner um, on the show. But what, what's Leslie's um, advice been this week from, uh, from the Ouija board, Carol? Um, well, she just sort of said, you know, you guys, you're on the right track. I really think, you know, it's it's spicing up and um, I want to see more, want to hear more. She's very supportive. I mean, it does take a long time for Carol to piece them. And you sort of go into a trance um, as you do it, which, um, you know, is, is, is bad to happen. I mean, do you go in a trance when you're writing Dilly Dally or is, are you conscious? It is or? a little bit like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely slightly going into a trance, as you say, and a bit like automatic writing, you know, which is why I, I can sometimes get a little bit scared, you know, because obviously farce is quite a false of nature. Um, but you know, but then it's also drawing on our own personal experiences because I don't know if you remember Cheryl, but we did go to, um, Warwick Castle a few years back and we experienced a trebuchet. So if anybody doesn't know what one is, it's a giant catapult, literally that. Um, and it's quite a sight to behold, we did, you know, it's quite a fanfare around it. I seem to remember. We but. did experience the trebuchet um yeah i mean that trip for us it's kind of a bit of a life-changing trip um because we a lot of stuff came out of it it was a bit of a revelation to us um because warwick castle's good because they um have the music playing like medieval music playing out little speakers covered in hessian and they've got like actors wandering around in period costume so and i yeah. and ice cream vans and like a burger van and stuff well it, it was in fact a burger van that that i saw at warwick castle next to the ice cream van that made me think Oh, hello, hello. You know, I quite want to do this. Um, and we'll obviously discuss that next week. I'm in wranglings with my burger van. I'd Basically, I'd open a burger van on the Tring Road in Aylesbury to kind of feed hungry lorry drivers, but it keeps getting shut down. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and um, I think I think in the voice box, we got someone from the Food Standard Agency. It's going to, you know, kind of will tell you more oh, about have you? that. Oh, um, okay let's hope it's good yeah, news but, anyway yeah yeah just go, we we got we got a lot at the medieval at the medieval trip um we saw um them them big pigeon um not pigeons them big um it's like birds of yeah, prey they had a show didn't they yeah yeah and um that one rosie the condor she oh. she took off with cheryl's lunch didn't she? yes well rosie's a little well see you next tuesday um, I've actually got a dartboard in my downstairs toilet with Rosie's face on it. And I get these, um, I've long since run out of darts, but my Steve does it with hot dogs, not hurters. We ain't posh. We get the, you know, the tins. And um, I throw hot dogs at Rosie's face, right? <laughs> he was quite angry, wasn't oh, he? I was bloody that? furious. Oh, I was so, look, I brought that kebab with us. Carol had put it in the freezer, insisted on putting it in her freezer. I'm like, just leave it on the side. <laughs> um, but I was I was glad of it because it defrosted in the car, actually. It was quite nice. And yes. I was, I'd had one bite of the bugger and it was literally, it was the size of my arm. 
because I like a big kebab. Well, I'm I'm mates with the guys down um down the kebab shop um near me, um and they do me a big big one. They, they actually like put several pitters together. They're like stitch. Oh, right. they, well, they stitch the pitters together with dental floss. Um, and I, I don't mind, you know, it's only a bit of floss in it, you know, d- d- does what do they, what do they call it? It's got a name, I think. <laughs> they call it, it has got a name, um, for me, they call it the beach ball. And, um, because, because the size of it's like a beach ball and it's, it's also code because they don't want other punters in there ordering it, um, when I'm in there, because otherwise it'd use up their, all their donors and everything like that. So I, That's it. They literally got to take it off its spit, haven't they? And just like yeah, throw it basically. in. And I just go in, give them a wink and I'll be like, oh, Cheryl, you want a beach ball? And I'll be like, yes, thank you very much, F-Tab. I'll have very much the same with a beach ball. If you could put a bit of cheese on it this week. Oh, thank you. And, um, yeah, so I've taken a beach ball up to Warwick Castle. We put it in the boat. Yeah. And um, You weren't banking on a bloody giant bird, No, I, I, I no, I wasn't, I wasn't banking on my kebab being stolen by a beach ball. But there you go. And it just made us, basically, it did give us uh, a love of all things medieval. And um, so we, we sat down and we um, did a song with the medieval theme um, called Nights of, Nights of Passion because we'd learnt about the knights and and Guinevere and all that kind of stuff. And ag- That's it, they were passionate people. Yeah, so we, we want to play that for you now. Um, it's... Again, it's if it's off the most recent album, Sex Tech. Um, I, I mean, again, it's after lockdown. We do we we would quite like the idea of doing this as a single, but it's such an ambitious concept for a video. I mean, we'd we'd want costumes and maybe we'd want to do it, you know. Yeah. So it might be one for down the line. We'd we'd want it. It would we'd want it to be like a medieval extravaganza. I'm I'm thinking along the lines of Krull. I think that's where we're at, we're aiming at. I've well, yes, I I very much think um think something like that. Um, maybe you know, slip a few prosthetics in, perhaps. So here is Knights of Passion. <laughs> But there's always meat on his lure My feathers are turning to pubes I think it's time to get the lube That's why I'm 
well i hope you enjoyed that and um now it's time to take a little dip into the voice box let's have a look what have we got now oh look um that woman from last time the one with the um funny fanny mary monk oh mary all right yeah she's left us another message i hope she i wonder what's happened right here we are Mary again. Um, hello, Karen, Shell. Oh, I'm so pleased. Um, I'm so happy I phoned you. I nearly went to the GP, which obviously is quite a worry in, in these times. Um, but I whipped up a carbonara, did it from scratch. I, I use a bit of cream, like you suggested, with the, the, the darker pink colouring of bacon. And guess what? My labia's all better now oh thank you so much both of you love and kisses bye oh <laughs> that's nice she's... isn't it oh well i'm so glad we could help you mary well, she sounds like a new woman doesn't she she does she oh, does she was she was all prostate and flat and floppy like she was like she just couldn't you know like she'd given up and we even got, you know, kisses at the end and everything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I imagine um, her husband's pleased. That's probably why she was so bubbly. Oh, I bet <laughs> it's been like a beach in Egypt. So, what's next? We've got... Um... Right, okay. Here is um, Stephanie. Okay. Hey, Carol and Cheryl. Please, either of you help me. My name's Stephanie Drinkwater from Tetsworth. Um, I've never had a steady boyfriend despite nearly being 30 and uh, even since before lockdown my friends have said um, they prefer meeting me in parks and in and, and public. I've been out with a boy but we were all, you know, drunk in one night stand, uh, he didn't stay the night and he left very soon after withdrawing from me. Um, I've also never had a man go down on myself and um, women and I don't say it's enjoyable. I've recently started masturbating again after an accident a year or so ago and I've noticed some foul smells coming from my <laughs> fingers like um, behind your ear after an earring or uh, the plague museum in Stratford upon Avon. Um, please help. <laughs> if it's my vagina, I mean, what can I do? Um, thanks. Oh well, young that was quite an earful. Yeah, all right, Steph. Oh, poor young Stephanie. I mean, I feel for the woman. I've been there. She's yeah, she's very troubled. Right. Very troubled. Yeah. Her. Well, I have been there, and so have you. How funny! What a coincidence. She's been to the Plague Museum. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, I know exactly what she's talking about because they got I those couldn't. weird. Like keyholes that you can smell. It. I couldn't do it. Like period smells, you know, of the time. And you you period, and you, you know. and Emma did. I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. You know, we were sort of should we, shouldn't we? And it was like, oh, the plague smell. What's that going to smell like? And uh, yeah, she summed it up. She nailed it. It's literally like that weird cheesy smell you get behind your ears sometimes. Uh, but you know, if that's coming out of your flaps, my dear, then. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's something quite wrong. Um, I would say I've never quite experienced that level of smell. You know, I think any of us ladies know that if you don't keep yourself fresh, then, you know, there's sometimes a little bit of a a kind of um, prawny smell is more what well, I would equate yeah, it to. Yeah, I was going to just say that I've always, that's always been the smell that I've had when I've smelled. And my mum always stank a little bit like pasties occasionally well, yeah well for me you know, it was veers between well, i imagine every woman's different um my my mum and i it's more like that's more right, salmony yeah. oh, slightly okay. creamier yeah, a a fish edge yeah, yeah. oilier mm. oilier because well, salmon you know it's an oily fish very good for you um that's but true, you know smell smell wise it's fine on a plate but not in your pants um i believe um even the french have got a word uh cassoulet or something that they they sort of i think it means casserole but it's like a woman's unique scent oh well they would 
They would. Filthy buggers, yeah. Well, yeah. they would. Um, I prefer to keep keep it clean as possible. Well, you you personally. you do a douche with um with uh, Sillit Bang. I've been known, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, I think you've got to have quite um, an experienced and hardy well, you've family. You've got a very, you know, we we did last week briefly discuss pH and alkaline. You've got a very acidic That's vagina, right. very acidic. Yeah, so it needs a very aggressive alkali to kind of combat. You that. know, and far be it from me to kind of be some kind of food scientist, but I do wonder if it's linked to the salt and vinegar. Just saying. Just saying. Um, well, you know, you could have something in that. But then, you know, you, as we've said before, a carbonara is quite an alkaline. Oh, it all balances. Um, Matt, you're, quite, you're just an acidic woman. Yeah. Um, she mentioned an accident. Now, I, I would have loved it if she'd have gone into a bit more detail about that. What Exactly. Uh, we could have helped a bit more then. I, well, really, she said but... it, it was an accident that stopped her masturbating. So I imagine it was a vaginal accident. I presume so. I mean, yeah, either that or it just sort of um, knocked her confidence. Or she broke both hands, <laughs> perhaps. True, true. Yeah, it could have been. I that, mean, yeah. having a fall, having a fall to a you know some kind of pierced vagina or a blunt trauma force injury to Ooh. your vagina would you know? Yeah, perhaps she had it pierced and it went a bit septic. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean that could be explaining the smells. Um, yeah, true. Possibly. Or perhaps she was punched. In the vagina, maybe. Um, who knows? I mean, can I? When you do do these messages, you know, it's very important. Our old show kind of hinges on them in a way. Um, please be detailed, as detailed as you can, so that we, because yeah. we do want to help. Exactly, but if in doubt, just put some carbonara on it. Yes, I, that's all I can tell and you. And actually, I don't often do this, Carol, because you are, you know, let's let's face it, you are a bit more skilled with these things. I'd recommend. Perhaps on this occasion, putting some inside as, you know, you know, kind of it's, cervix, yeah, it's inevitable cervix because deep. of the smell. Cervix deep. Yeah. You know, if you can. And the good thing is with the uh, tagli tellies that you can sort of uh, retrieve them, you know, because you've got like a long well, string. I've, you know, it's along. making me think, actually, maybe don't cook the pasta. For that purpose, and we well, have to let it go cold, you know, at least lukewarm. Well, I well, I was yeah. thinking, Carol, more she does the sauce, and then she kind of dresses uncooked pasta in carbonara, and then maybe don't stop at the cervix. Maybe you know, you know, kind of grit your teeth and keep going. You know that that might help. Well, we can certainly suggest. I mean, we're not doctors, so no. you know disclaimer yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not responsible for anything that might have happened um to you if you follow that advice but um yeah, I, think I think it probably yeah, but i think that probably will will certainly help and it, it might open it might open new doors for you that's true so who have we got next um next one is uh christian hi my name's christian weber and i was just wondering if um if you could tell me which parts of your husband smell, um, smell the most strongly, and ideally, um, what the smell's like, and, um, and maybe if either of them wear white socks. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Um. Oh, well, this is getting kind of stranger and stranger as we seem to go through these messages. Well, I get it. I get it, though. I mean, he's obviously a, a homosexual and he's coming to... He sounds very nervous and I... Yeah. I. He's starting to starting to figure that out, shall we yeah, say? We said, yeah, I mean, he doesn't... He, I've For me... Uh, a, a man's, I get it, a man's smell, it really turns me on. And quite often when I look at a man, um, famous or just, you know, in Greg's or whatever, um, there was one the other week when I was getting the vegan sausage roll, in fact, I can't help it. I think which part of them smells and of what. Um, so let's answer the... Yeah, your sense of smell is quite... Oh. Um quite heightened oh, isn't it? Like, i think you can oh my god separate those smells yeah. i'm like margaret thatcher um 
So, I mean, let's let's give the poor guy. Well, I said poor guy. He's obviously after some material, isn't he, for his wank bank? Don't let the voice. He sounded you. like he was on the he was on the brink. I have well, to say, and it, yeah, it was a bit ASMR-y, wasn't it? Like you do. It was yeah. very much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, go on, Carol. Put him out of his misery, Mike. Mike. Well, Michael. I don't don't particularly want to go into the you know the dirty bits because I know that's probably what you're after, Christian. But um. I'm not at liberty. Um, but, you know, my Mike, he's quite a smelly man. <laughs> um, of course, I like his smells. And I think that is something that you have to take into consideration when you meet someone, isn't it? You know, there's subliminal things that are happening and that you like the smell of someone or you really don't like it, you know. Well, in Mike's case, it was quite a pe- it was present upon upon meeting. I mean, you you know what I mean? It was... He tried to kind of mask it with some brute, but it was, and it was that yeah. smell. He wears a lot, a lot yeah. of um, aftershave. Yes, he's he's particularly well slathered in that. So I was have to make sure it's one that I like. Well, he's graduated yeah. up from brute nowadays. It's like Armani or something. You get him in it. Yeah, a bit of that, or Davidoff Cool Water or oh, something like that. Yeah. But he's got quite an underlying, slightly. <sighs> It's it's kind of like a man's breath smell. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this it, I don't know if it's just because yeah they consume a lot of meat and it's just what their testosterone sort of does oh, to that comes, meat. Yeah. Well, it comes from the testicles up from into the mouth via the stomach. Yeah. Of course. And I think when a man's quite, you know, he's a very manly man, so he's quite hairy, mm. quite tall. Um, there's always, you know, definitely a, a more of a musk oh, around. Yeah. He's quite rotund but tall. It's a lovely combination, that fat and tall. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot to lot to grab oh, onto. Yeah, he's so, he's like um, you know. he's like a knight himself. He's actually, I'd describe it if you don't mind me taking the liberty, Carol, because sometimes objectivity is important. I would describe Mike Mike Trimmer's body shape very much um, like that of King Henry the Eighth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I guess it, his weight goes up and down. Yeah, he's a little bit of a belly. No, but I mean, tall. But no, I mean tall. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not talking. Um, no, I'm not talking that that end. You know, the one the, towards the end. What I'm talking about is that really famous portrait of him when he's got his legs apart. Hands on his hips. Oh, okay, yeah, right. And he's he's look this copy. Well, I think <laughs> I think it's um the one I'm thinking about. It's um portrait of Henry the Eighth by Hans Holby and the younger. Um, and that one, the cob piece is thrusting out. He's got a country to run and a woman to dominate, or in his case, six. Um, yeah, he got through. Him, <laughs> yeah. Didn't he? yeah, and well, you do look a bit like Anna probably Cleans. a chick. Probably a chicken leg to chew on as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, we have a, we have had our um, Tudor dress ups. You know. I mean, that's obviously why what inspired our visits um, to Warwick Castle and Tudor. It's world, very actually. much a theme this week, isn't there? We get we well we love history. We love history. You know. We do. We love we it. Do. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we could try and get Henry the Eighth on the on the Ouija board. Actually, I mean, we'd. Fr- oh, we should try. Yes, definitely. He'd probably. I think. Sorry. Oh no! Well, he, I think you've got to make sure you've got enough food out, and then he'll probably come. But you know, and he probably he'd talk a bit funny, but you know, we'd have to try and go on Google Translate or something and do yeah, yeah. see if we can understand the oldie English. Yeah. So basically, Mike's Mike's smell is kind of like breath. <laughs> um, mixed in with with aftershave, and then maybe. A little bit of um, cigarettes. Oh yes, yeah. He's well. That he, that's why he, I've only got little flashes of my dad because he's in an iron lung, as we know, in Shropshire. Um, and that that yeah. smell, ta- the tang of his victory V's and his his John players. Oh yeah, takes me back. Um, now on to Steve. I'm certainly not going to be so. I'll, I'll be very candid about my Steve. <laughs> um, Again, he he smells of um, it's Lynx Africa um, and feet, um, primarily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's a bit of a problem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, he, he's... I can't remember the last time he took his, his socks off. He wears lovely white socks, so you like that, Christian. I know a lot of the gays do. They've got a thing for it. Um, but they're black underneath. He's. I can't remember when he took his socks off. I suspect the skin has fused with them. And oh dear, is is yeah. the only time he's he's worn twice in his life. He's not been in trainers. Was at my wedding and yours, and we had him in a. Um, we'd actually we'd made because um, he wouldn't take them off, so we had to go down Clark's and get like a really big big brogues and. Have, have ones that basically... It's got, like, size 12 feet well, or something. size 12 feet, but then there were brogues that had to be big enough to go over his trainers and do up. So he was in, like, right, it, yeah. like a size 18 broke. <laughs> and... All, I think they might have even been those orthopedic oh, shoes they, yeah, or yeah. something. The, the, they were quite. Yeah. They were quite. That you know, when when you're kind of being that stubborn, and when you're that big footed, you can't really fashion. I'm afraid is it goes out the window. Um, I mean, we tried our best. Carol got some tipex to try and you know dot in the brogy bits, but it he just he looked like a bizarre pearly king it was very strange but you know it's still one of the happiest days of my life um but yeah it, the the pervading smell of steve his feet working up the body his legs don't smell enough in much his penis um and balls and perineum um s- smell very much actually i don't know if you've um ever had bisto best it's it's quite different from normal bisto it's a bit like oxo think of, think of that and then Oxo, if you put like um, a sachet of instant baker's yeast in, and then you're getting near, and then a little dash, mm. a little dash of goat's cheese. That's quite heady. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you can smell the manliness, and I mean, as you can imagine, with 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 size twelve feet, it's a foregone conclusion. His his penis is 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 huge. I mean, let's be honest, it is it, going to be in it. Um, but yeah. He's very big. I don't. Yeah, you wouldn't be with anyone well, who was. Well, uh, physically, I, I have to than, be really. I mean, yeah. that's you know, that's why I kind of recommended. That's true. Well, why why yeah. I recommended with um with Stephanie with such gusto, like personally, I quite I like to have my cervix penetrated. It's like a double a double layer for him. Um, it's kind of like the inner doors and the outer doors kind of thing. They've been known to put a few hot dogs in first, haven't they? Yes, or, or sometimes even when me and Steve are having sex, I will kind of, um, especially, uh, you know, with my labia or lack of, um, I like to get, well, it's not hot dogs, actually, Carol. I mean, it's semantics, but saveloids. And um, we, right, line yeah, my, we line my vagina with six saveloids, three on each end, and that basically, it kind of, this is reminding me earlier of when um, when Steve was putting some curtains up with some washers. Um, you know, we kind of reinforced the whole with Savaloys so that Steve um, has got a real tight grip. Because when you've been with someone with a mega penis for as long as I have, I mean, there's only so much a woman can do. I mean, I do try pelvic floor, but. We need help now. So Savaloys are great. Yeah, there's been many prolapses, hasn't there? And we've had to sort of piece you together every time. So. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think we've got time for one more um, call, have we? Right. Oh, no, you know, I think it is. Yeah, oh, it's not okay. It's it's not a caller. I think it's just I think I've given her the wrong number. It's that woman from the food um, thing about my burger van, Carol. Do you remember oh, she okay. emailed me as well? Yeah. Or maybe um, you can tell me what well, to do here. Um, yeah. Yeah, perhaps you, p- listeners, if you've got any advice, we'd like. Hello, this is a message for Cheryl Skinner. Um, my name's Linda Lamdown. I'm calling from the Food Standards Agency. Um, just wanted to catch up with you regarding the um, application that you put in um, for for the um, new, new, menu, new menu at the Burger Van. Um, I'm afraid cheesy chicken um, won't, be, won't be going through. Um, that amount of cheese is not something that we can um, we can approve on any of our um, hygiene hygiene rating data. 
um, certainly wouldn't wouldn't be applicable for a stick, and we probably the food um, hygiene information scheme will probably want to go in and, and have a look and um, sadly shut it down. It's a lot of sodium, it's a lot of fat. Um, I've been having a think. You know, ways around it could be tweak the recipe, less cheese, um, but five pounds is it certainly you wouldn't be able to. Uh, it's not something we could proceed with. You, you, we've sent you an email uh, with, with further details and links to this, but um, yes, um, a cheesy chicken, it, regardless of whether or not it would be up on the spit as a donner it's the, it's the cheese really not the chicken so um if you could, could give me a call back or um like i said that there's the email option um obviously they will need to i've be heard enough i've heard oh, enough right then uh what a shame yeah i was thinking i was really rooting for the cheesy chicken van i have to say yeah because um... i mean burger vans they you know they're, they're 10 a penny aren't they but cheesy chicken van I mean, I was still going to do some burgers on the side, but I've, you know, I've got, I had dreams of a big cheesy chicken on a spit and, oh, and then it would catch the cheese dripping on the bottom and then everyone would love it because they'd be the crunchy bits. I, you know, I had it all planned out. Yeah, you'd give people a tray of the cheesy crunchy bits. Well, they you? could yeah. be there for picking it while you're waiting for, for it to be done. And I thought I'd carve it up, put it in baps and, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to compromise on the amount of cheese because I know what it's like in life. Once you start compromising about that, then it's a domino effect. You start compromising about everything. You know, it will be like, you know, don't have teeth in the pickled eggs and stuff like that. And I, I don't want to start compromising because then I might as well just stop doing the old no, thing. I, I think you shouldn't. I think you shouldn't. I think there's a way around well, this. You, you've um, done but... it with suck and blow when you was doing those Madelines. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I run a um, a cleaning company. But yeah, I used to bake a few madeleines and um, sell them in the, the shop. I mean, granted, well. it's a different kettle of fish, but you know. Kettle of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next week um, we could have some advice. Anyone who's got yeah, any proposals, please. you know, might be able to help Cheryl. Um, but that's it for now, guys. I hope you enjoyed this week. Yes, yes. Um, thank, thanks for listening as ever. And, um, well, I think next week we're drawing ever closer to Christmas. Um, oh, speaking yeah. of which, um, we're still working on our um, cover of Jingle Bells, um, pretty much. Oh, yeah, that's to come. Jimmy's laid the track down. I went in I went in the car and did, did some demo vocals, and then um, we're both going to... It might, well, maybe even tomorrow, actually, pop down, uh, get in his car and uh, start wobbling. Indeed. Right. See you next week, everybody. Nightline with Carl and Cheryl.